You're listening to the Tea Time with Brie podcast, and I am so excited you are here. I am Brianna Wilkerson, your host, and I am on a mission to help other women look and feel their best and do their best in the world by really focusing on freeing any bad um, idea, any thoughts that we have around food, restoring relationship with food, feeling confident when we look in the mirror, and finally getting the body confidence, the health, the energy, and the life we crave for. And so I do that in a variety of different ways through coaching, through my work with helping women get lifestyle essentials that help them look and feel their best, uh, but also through this podcast, through having solo episodes, guest episodes, all intentionally designed and created to provide you inspiration, support, tips, and value, and a bunch of resources to help you look and feel your best. The reason why it's called Tea Time with Brie, though, is because we just sit around and have talk about real things and give you real solutions, all right? So grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab your water, whatever you need to do, tune on into the next episode, and really don't just listen, but think about throughout the episode and at the end how you can apply what you're learning. All right. And I would love to connect with you. So be sure to follow me on Instagram, brianna.k.wilkerson. Join my Facebook group, Look and Feel Your Best Club. And let's together journey in looking or feeling our best so that we can do our best in the world. All right. Enjoy the episode and I'll talk to you soon. You are in for a treat with this episode. Today I'm joined by Raywin and just her amazing uh, just power, her amazing leadership, her amazing insight into really how your health is wealth and that really focusing on your health will bring you a wealth of things in life. Sometimes we feel like it's backwards, right? Sometimes we feel like when I get more money or when I get more time, I will spend more attention on my health, but it's actually the opposite. When you spend more time on your health, you will create more energy, more clarity, more um just pizzazz for life and want to be able to do all these other things that you dream about. And this is just so fitting as, you know, as I gear up literally tomorrow to to kick off the Mommy Me Time retreat, this beautiful one-day event for toddler moms. Don't worry, other moms, there's more coming in the future for you. But it's going to be a beautiful time and really helping moms through these next couple years, I'm committed to this, right? Helping moms see that prioritizing your self-care and your well-being is the ticket to a more fulfilling, happy, and joyful life. All right? So make sure you join on in. Listen to this episode. She is amazing, brings such great um, great insight. She offers some amazing resources. And then, of course, make sure you follow Raywin. Make sure you get all the resources she mentions. But also make sure you join us tomorrow for this free event. Replays will be available for a short time. Uh, go to mommymetimeretreat.com and you'll be able to join us. All right? See you on the inside. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have Raywin on today with us, the Gutsy Executive Coach. Um, and she is just going to share more about, you know, her heart to really help um, women, um, you know, realize our health is wealth. And she's going to talk about her CEO method and the women that she serves and um, just share a little bit more about that. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be able to help empower your audience into taking their health back. Yes, exactly. Take your health back. And so, you know, before we get started, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your story as it relates to health and wellness and kind of what brought you to where you are now and your focus. Yeah, um, you know, I can I can tell you about my burnout. I think that's probably the best place to start because that's what set me on the path that I'm currently on right now. I've always had an interest in human potential and personal development, like ever since I was very young. Uh, however, when I experienced my own sort of crash and burn in a very epic way in 2016, where I literally could not get out of bed, 
And I was, you know, I was stuck with some pretty debilitating issues. I, I was diagnosed with IBS and, um, and panic and uh, panic attacks and anxiety. And I was, I had to take time off of work for like six months. And I, I have to admit that I was in a pretty toxic working situation as well. But that all culminated in things happening with my physical body, right? And that's when I had to really pay attention to what was going on. Because, you know, it was, it was January 2016. I'll never forget it. And I was trying to hobble into work on a broken ankle on top of everything else going on with my life. And I remember my um, my boyfriend at the time, he took a photo of me in the hall and it's winter, it's cold, it's pretty miserable. And he took this photo of me and confronted me with how miserable and unhappy I looked. And, you know, I'm on crutches as well, right? like trying to get into work. And I, you know, I, I kind of had this, this moment like this, it was like a Damascus moment. You're like, what are you doing with your life? And very shortly after my grandmother um, sadly passed away. And that really was my turning point. That was when I woke up to the fact that my life was being wasted away in a corporate environment where I was not being valued, where I wasn't being heard, where I wasn't being seen. And all of that suppression and, you know, constantly fighting to, for, you know, for, for being, to be seen and to be heard and to be valued, that was leading to all these issues with my gut. And, um, you know, I trained as a hypnotherapist back in 2008. So eight years had gone by. And to be honest, I, I think all my breath work and all the things that I had learned from that were the only things that were kind of keeping me functioning because it would take me you know a couple hours to kind of get myself into the right headspace to be able to slog it in so after my granny passed unfortunately I realized like I need to really reevaluate what I'm doing and where I'm headed and started looking into well what's going on with my gut why is it in such a mess because the gastroenterologists could not help me the endocrinologists could not help me so I went to several ologists and, you know, I ended up looking and seeking and I went and I, this is probably going to be very familiar for a lot of your listeners because they have probably seen homeopaths, kinesiologists, Reiki masters, acupuncturists. And that was me. Like I had been trying all these various modalities, but functional medicine for me was the first thing that actually made sense because it told me physically, chemically, what was going on with my cells, like what was going on with my gut and what like, and all the different diets and all the different things that I had tried up until that point, the reason why they hadn't been working is because they were one size fits all. They were not designed specifically for me. And I feel like that's so much of what we see in the mainstream when it comes to like, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to go keto. I'm going to go vegan. I'm going to go um, Atkins. That was a big thing when I was growing up as well. And now we're like, well, one diet doesn't suit everybody. You have to understand what works specifically for you and then minus your food sensitivities. So my work became very laser focused. I retrained in functional medicine. So after I started working on myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this and help other people because I see so many of them being passed around from doctor to doctor to specialist to specialist and not getting anywhere. And just sort of like, in, in my case, I had like this whole purse of, of medication that you know they wanted me to be on and I'm like I'm in my mid-30s like why I mean is this going to be the rest of my life and you know I have had clients who have been in their 20s who are already on like 10 medications and you know their health trajectory it's not looking good you know so I don't know if you knew this but like one in four people will have a mental health condition one in two women will be diagnosed with cancer these stats are shocking right 
And the one thing that has changed in human society over the last 100 to 200 years is the fact that we're eating more processed foods. Our clothes are more processed than ever, like all our clothes, like things that are not made out of you know natural fabrics and stuff. We're exposing ourselves to all these, these hormonal disruptors, the perfumes in our laundry detergents, in our personal care products. There's so much that's being thrown at our poor bodies constantly that's why it's harder and harder for us to cope. And right now is allergy season, right? So everyone's like, I've got allergies. And like, every time I hear that, I just think your liver is struggling. Like we need to help your poor liver out. Like we've got to work on it. So that's in a nutshell, like how I ended up in functional medicine. And now I see things in a very different way to how other people, how, you know, how doctors see things, because I'm looking for all the different clues in the, what we call like your hidden stressors, the hormones, immune system, digestion, detoxification, energy production and nervous system. Because if you've got a symptom, let's say for me, it was my gut was, it was showing up as the real problem, right? Combined with anxiety. And by the way, anxiety and gut issues are comorbid. They exist together for a reason, because we have this whole second brain going on within our, our, um, our enteric nervous system within the gut. So you got like 80% of your serotonin is produced in your gut, um, 80% of your immunity. Sometimes they say even up to 90% of your immunity is produced in your gut. So all these different the body systems, they're all interconnected. So you can't just focus on, oh, you've got gut problems, only work on your gut. And we're like, well, what's driving the gut problems? What are all the different systems? How are they interplaying with each other and interacting with each other? So just because you've got a gut problem doesn't mean your gut is the problem. Does that make sense? I'm just here listening. I think we're done. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think everything you've shared is just so on point where, you know, you talked about taking ownership. Like that's what you did. You took ownership. You know, no one could figure out what was wrong. And, but yet you sense, okay, something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. There is something wrong. And I think that happens to a lot of people where it doesn't show up on certain tests. It doesn't show. And so they just kind of continue in a life that they know that they don't want. And this they're not feeling their best at. And I think for you, I just love what you shared, how you really dove deep for yourself first and and saw that that investment of time and resources is worth it to get to those clues of those hidden stressors for you and your body. And, um, and now you help other people do the same. So, you know, obviously, yeah, it's very clear, like, my gosh, like that you really changed your life around and are, are helping other people do the same. But what are some of the things um, that come up when it comes to you know, women or men um, taking ownership of their health? Like, what does that mean to you and to the people you work with? Oh, I love that question. Uh, It means paying attention, right? Because I think we are so busy. I don't, I think everybody right now in the 21st century, because of cell phones and tablets and all the things and notifications constantly being thrown at you, we are in this state of fight or flight all the time and constantly being distracted. So we grab food for convenience. We don't pay attention to how it's necessarily making us feel because we're thinking, well, if I'm just full, that means that I'm nourished, but we're not realizing like nourishment's a whole different thing to feeling full, right? Because we can, you know, you can eat 10 candy bars and you can feel full and feel pretty uncomfortable as well. That doesn't mean that you got like what you needed for the day from that, from whatever it was that you ate, right? So taking ownership is like waking up to looking after yourself, waking up to the fact that, wait, I'm the one in charge of what's going on here. Because if we if we look at cars, let's th- take car analogies, for example, right? You've got a car, you take it to, you know, you take it to get it serviced, you know, every 100,000 miles. That's what you do. 
our bodies are the same thing. And the, the, the sad thing about bodies is that you can't swap parts out the way that you can with cars. <laughs> so with cars, I'm like, oh, this thing's not working. So you got to go swap it out and get a new carburetor or whatever. With a body, you got to be so much more mindful of it. And that's why I love the testing, because it gets you to a place where you're like, well, I know where my baselines are. I know what I need to work on. And when I say testing, by the way, I want to just clarify, I am not talking about blood work that doctors run because, you know, I was one of those people I was going to the, get my annual physical every year. And they're like, your markers are great. I'm like, why do I feel like hell? Why am I so tired? Why is my stomach killing me? I even had you know, endoscopies and um, not a colonoscopy. What was the other thing that lady did? We did a, a scan. So we did the endoscopy. We did a scan. And she was like, there is nothing structurally wrong with you. That's what a gastroenterologist said. I was like, yeah, but something's functionally wrong with me because I can't leave my house in the morning without being in pain because my stomach's killing me. So so taking ownership is literally about paying attention to the clues that your body is giving you and starting to listen to it. Your body's talking to you all the time. Like, and you know, sometimes you might need a body whisperer. That's part of my job to help you decipher like what's going on. Um, you know, because you might not have been tuned into it from before, but your intuition knows, like, you know, I mean, for me, I, that doctor telling me that nothing's wrong with me and it must be in my head. And she wasn't the only one. There were about four of them who said that, you know, go see the endocrinologist, go see this guy, go see the psychiatrist. I'm like, hang on, guys. Like, I'm telling you, like, something's going on with my stomach. It is not happy. Um, you know, in the end, I found out it had parasites and a whole bunch of other things going on. Right. So and none of the modern med, not none of the Western medical tests found those things. So I did stool tests with them and stuff too. They didn't find any of that, but the functional tests did because they're super sensitive. Um, they look at things very differently. So I remember thinking like I took ownership because I kept searching because I was not content with the answers that I was getting from the people who are supposed to know about my health. But my own body was talking to me and telling me, hey, something's up. Your check engine light is on. Go and have a look at what's going on under the hood go on check it out so that's what taking ownership is and find somebody who will listen to you you know sometimes you have to fire a couple of health professionals because they may not know and the the problem unfortunately with modern medicine is i i tell people i said honestly it's really it's emergency medicine if you break your leg or you're having a heart attack go to the er that's where you go like they are there to save your life but they are not there to help you change your life so I'm here to help you change your life, to help you change your lifestyle, to understand what are the modifiable factors in your life that can be addressed and that you can actually take ownership of. And I want to give you a fun stat, you know, before I told you like one in two, one, two women are going to have cancer, one in four people with a mental health condition. The, um, the, the thing that I wanted to share about was the fact that 90, I used to say 95% of of chronic illness was lifestyle related. And I've been corrected recently um, by Bruce Lipton, who is like the father of epigenetics. And he said it's actually, and he worked at Stanford University before. So he's Dr. Bruce Lipton is 99% of illness is lifestyle related, right? And 70% of uh, emergency room and hospital visits are down to people's lifestyles. So those are some pretty powerful stats, right? Like those are things that you were like, wow, this is not about my genes. This is not about what I've inherited. Like, you know, because technically I'm in my mid forties. Um, by the time my mother was in her mid forties, she was overweight. 
Uh, she'd had several health issues already beginning to brew that she ignored. And unfortunately, she ended up developing cancer and passing away from that. Didn't want to listen to anything that I said to her by the time, you know, by the time that happened, which was really sad because I saw, I saw, I saw that trajectory and that has motivated me even more than ever now to wake women up to the fact that, wait, you are responsible for not just your health, but your family's health, right? And, you know, when you get a woman in charge of cooking for everybody and taking care of people, that changes the trajectory of husbands. It changes the trajectory of her parents. It changes the trajectory of her children's lives, their children's lives, everything. There's a ripple effect that starts to happen in community when you get women waking up to looking after themselves and nourishing themselves in the right way. So my mother's like what happened with her was convert it, it worked conversely um you know because she didn't take care of herself I was like okay I have to take really good care of myself because I don't want to end up going through menopause at 40 because that's what ended up you know she had an early menopause at 40 and she was miserable for about 12 years like really suffered like suffered big time with her hormones and I wanted to make sure like I don't end up that way and you know what we eat you know the most powerful thing that you can do apart from what you think about is what you put into your body and you have to have that mindset as well that food is there it's not just fuel the kind of fuel is important if we stick with our car analogies you know you don't want to put um uh you want to put in supreme rather than you know plain old gas into your car if you want it to run a certain way and that's how we are if you want to have the best possible experience of being alive to have freedom to not be in pain to not be struggling with anxiety or migraines or gut issues or pms or pcos or skin allergies or food sensitivities you have to be mindful of what's going in and the way that you can really fine-tune that is through learning about the testing and figuring out what really works best for your body I mean, so many great things that you said there, but I think the most, one of the most powerful things is listening to your body, what you said. And, you know, we've, you know, with your car, using the car analogy, when we start to hear that like rickety gitty sound, we're like, oh no, 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 you know, you know, you got to go to go get it checked out because you're like, mm -hmm. you're like, oh gosh, I want my car to keep running because it's taking me places. Like it serves a purpose and your body is, a, your body serves a huge and amazing purpose that we just keep ignoring like, oh, it's okay that I'm just always tired. It's like, I'm a mom, you know, so that's, I hear that all the time. I'm like, I'm a mom or I'm just busy. It's fine. I'll, I'll feel better later. And what then happens is, you know, and I've been there where I've like ignored my car and I'm like, then it breaks down and there's like, it needs a lot, a lot of money to get better, like to be fixed. And sometimes it can't even get fixed. I have to get a new car. Right. And so we don't want that to be the case. Cause as you're well, saying, you can't get a new body. That's what I'm can't. saying. You it's can't. not like we can transfer all of our inner personality to this new one, you know, not till we, you know, die, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I just love what you said. And, and so what are some of those things though, that like you have found working with your clients, like those, you know, those clues, that if you like experience this, like this could be a sign that you need to do that those testing or deeper work. Yeah. Um, well, this is going to sound super weird, but um, you know, how often you are eliminating is a big thing. So believe it or not, quite a few people, and most people who come through my door, uh, most women, they're not going to the bathroom regularly. You know, they think they're regular. They're like, oh, I'm going once every three days. And you're like, wait a second, that's not regular. You know, we need to be going two to three times a day. Because if you think about if you're putting stuff in, you need to be getting rid of it. You can't have it building up in there because then it's just recirculating toxins. And if it's not clearing out, as quickly and we don't want it clearing up too quickly you don't want to eat and then be like I've got to run for the bathroom because that's another problem um you know so 
you want to be checking like, okay, am I, am I eliminating my peeing, pooping, perspiring? Am I sweating every day? Um, some people might be sweating too much. That's another thing to do with hormones as well. And body temperature dysregulation. So, so these are little clues. Like, am I really tired after I eat certain foods? Do I get moody and cranky? Do I need something sweet after I eat, like within an hour of me eating? That's usually a clue as well, because if our blood sugar is out of whack, then a whole bunch of things are not going to be functioning well. Right. So, um, am I sleeping through the night? Am I waking up at three o'clock in the morning? These are all very important signs that shouldn't be ignored and taking, you know, um, sleep aids, like over the counter, you know, things, because I think that's another thing that we're doing too, because we're dealing with being tired and wired, we are medicating. So like, we're tired during the day. So we're drinking coffee. And then in the evening, we're using either booze or um, in California, you can get CBD. I know a lot of people who are taking gummies, They're like, Oh, I just kick a gummy and it just knocks me straight out. And I go to sleep. I'm like, but why aren't you able to go to sleep? Because are we you being exposed to too much blue light? Is there something in your food that's keeping you awake? Are you sensitive to something? So, and foods can have that kind of effect. You can have certain things that will be very stimulating and like ramp up your heart rate, ramp up your blood pressure. And then you can have foods that are very sedating and that can like make you really, and just drain you of all energy as well, right? So you wanna be paying attention to those kinds of things. Like when you eat something, does it give you energy or does it suck energy from you, right? Because ultimately what we want across all of this is balance. We don't want anything that's going to be, it's like Goldilocks, <laughs> the three bears. It's like not too hot, not too cold. You want it just right. And you have to pay, be paying attention. Like, well, how am I feeling when I eat this, when I drink this, when I'm around certain people, you know, certain situations, really important, you know, um, I was in a toxic culture at work, it was making me it weakened my immune system. And that made me a good host for parasites, because the parasite wasn't the problem. It's like, well, why am I getting a parasite in the first place, which is always the first question that I ask people, because they say, Oh, I've already been treated for that. I'm like, yeah, but why did you get it to begin with? Like, have we addressed that? Because just because you got rid of it once doesn't mean that you're not a good candidate for picking it up again a second time or picking up other things, because those things like to travel in, with friends. So like having a party in there. So stress weakens your mucosal barrier. It weakens the lining of your gut. It weakens your immunity overall. So if you're under a ton of stress, let's say you're in a toxic relationship or a toxic job, or you've got something going on in your life that's very stressful, it's going to weaken your immunity and you will become more susceptible to some of these unpleasant gut bugs that can alter things like your mood and your energy as well. I love this because, you know, I think in some cases what you're talking about, just like people um, are just like, it's just the way it is, or like, this is just life. And I think what you're saying, well, you know, um, Jack Canfield in his book, Success Principles, talks about take 100% responsibility for your life. And that's challenging because you're like, we're so used to saying it's because of this external thing. And it might have been, but we can choose, take that ownership, right? Choose for it to be differently. So we can choose to not be stressed and maybe remove ourselves from an environment. We can choose to like cut off, you know, the light a little bit early so our our body can start to produce melatonin, all of that. We can choose that. It's Is it hard? Probably, especially since you're not used to it. But I just love this conversation because it just shows us, and this, this is great, great to me as a mom of like two really young kids, like I, I got to take a little bit more ownership. You know what I mean? I'm doing my best, but it's like, Amen. I don't always got to be like, <laughs> oh, it's the kids. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It, how I take care of myself is different now than it was before kids, but that doesn't mean that I have to just like not have energy or what, you know what I mean? Like I can take ownership. And so 
I just, I could talk to you all day, like, and just like take a lot of notes. Cause I just think, you know, you, you've been there and you're talking to both the mind and like the practical things as well. And we need to hear that. It's not all just about the mind. We need to actually take care of ourselves, but it is, we also need to recognize that we need to take ownership. So um, I love it. I know you have a free offer that could help the ladies listening dive a little bit deeper into this. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So for anyone who's curious about the labs, because I do integrate both the psychology with the nutrition and the lab work, because like you've just said, you've got to look at the whole person, like this person in front of you. I'm not looking specifically for like, I don't want to work with on your symptoms. I want to work on who's in front of me. So the labs that I run help me really understand what's going on under the hood. So I've created like this little handout for you to understand, like, what are the labs that I run, why they're so different to Western medicine labs, and also the sort of roadmap of what it would look like if you decided to take that next step and you know I, I tend to work with people across 90 days as as a minimum because it takes that long for your body to start to like fix itself so um you know I tell people I was like if you've been feeling unwell for you know four months like you need to give your body like a minimum of like one month to get well you know so if it's like a year you need about three months or something like that you know so um, and if it's been like five years, it's going to be a little bit longer. So but the idea is that I'm teaching you how to look after yourself as opposed to so and the relationship between us, it's not going to be like you go to the doctor and it's like, take your pills, come back in like four months and we'll see how you're doing. It doesn't work that way. Like you're going to learn how to look after yourself as opposed to being told what to do. You're going to you're actually going to learn how to listen to your body, how to tune into it. And the the handout just outlines all of that. It outlines like the roadmap and the trajectory of where you're going to get to. So even if it is like, you know, your healing journey might be a year, but the three months is going to give you that starting point to learn how to take care of yourself. And that's that's the rest of your life. And it will teach you how to help other people around you, too. Like I said, you know, families, there's a that ripple effect to me is just so important because I, I've seen how the woman is central to everything else that goes on in society. And I feel like, like you said, you've got two kids. Like if you start taking care of yourself, you'll be amazed at how your daughter and your son, do you have a daughter and a son? I'm assuming I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be amazed at how quickly they'll start looking after themselves. I see my, my niece and my nephew, like during COVID, everybody was obviously at home. Right. So my sister started working from home and She's like, she's like, well, I need to look after myself. So she started doing yoga every day. And then my niece wanted to do yoga with her. So my niece was already learning like breathing techniques, moving her body because they were stuck in upstate New York and couldn't get outside. It was March. It was cold. So what were they going to do? They were going <laughs> to do yoga. So straight away, you have that ripple effect on the people around you and your family and the next generation. And I feel like that to me, like that self-awareness and teaching them how to be self-aware is so crucial to how the world turns out. Yeah. I, yeah. It's so funny because I work out quite a bit at home and I play certain music and every time my daughter hears it, even if we're just playing it, she goes and buys, goes and gets her little tiny dumbbells and she's like, exercise. And she right. just starts, you know, and I think what you're saying is so good. Like I, we talk often about leaving um, a legacy with the people we know we love and sometimes we're just focused on financial like which is important to okay. have you know but we're not thinking about what's my legacy going to be health-wise because uh, guess what I'm everything that I do with my body right now I'm going to pass on like when I have a next kit you know what I mean I'm passing it on and so if you want to you know really change a trajectory of your your family and generations to come start taking care of yourself yeah <laughs> you know exactly so, yeah. 
I love that you said that. I I love everything about what you're doing. I have to just commend you for for taking this stance and wanting to share this type of information with people because they're not getting it from the doctor. And health does not happen in a doctor's office. Let's face it, right? Happens in the kitchen. It happens in community, right? Health happens in community. The people that you're surrounding yourself with they will tell you how healthy you are going to be. And mm -hmm. I, unfortunately, I grew up in the Southern Caribbean and that was a very interesting experience because by the time my parents were in their forties, everyone around them had either already had a heart attack, was already on diabetic medication, had had a stroke. My poor grandfather, you know, he didn't even really make it to his seventies before he'd had like three strokes. So mm -hmm. because of the way that people were eating, you know, and fast food in the Caribbean was a huge thing because it was a status symbol. It was like, oh, we've got American chains here. We've got Wendy's and Denny's and KFC and everyone's going to all these drive through things thinking that we've got international food brands here and this is like a great thing. I'm like, it's killing because whenever when people meet me and they're like, oh, you guys must have had so much great fresh food. I said, yes and no. Like you know, my dad's a farmer. So yes, I had a lot of a lot of access to fresh food, but I had a mother who had five children and she just wanted easy. So <laughs> drive-throughs were like her best friend. So um, you know, we didn't eat it all the time, thank God. Like it was like a thing on a Sunday, like oh, you'd pick up a bucket of KFC on a Sunday because she didn't want to cook because they were in church all day. So, but I've seen what it's done to everybody else around me. Like I I have like friends who had gestational diabetes, you know, in, in their 30s. Um, who got issues like a lot a lot of health issues aunts and, and and uncles who had an uncle who died in his 50s you know massive heart attack so I've been around like I've seen what living a certain way can do to you like how sick you can become and I'm determined not to be another statistic and not to make and I always say no one on my watch is going to be another statistic either in fact mm. we're going to be like the outliers and we're going to live yes. to 120 Yes, in that blue zone. Is that what they call them? The blue yeah, zone. Right, exactly. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, well, you know, a lot of the Mediterraneans and the mm -hmm. um the people in in Japan, the Okinawans. So if if you're are your listeners familiar with that, do you talk oh, about that? I haven't talked much about that, but that is something I love and definitely need to talk more. We could have another episode and you could talk all about yeah, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, if they want to check it out, like the human longevity, oh, there's yes, a, yes, yes. a whole there's a, a documentary on yeah. it. It's phenomenal. Jason Prawl, P-R-A-L-L. He's also trained in the same way that I trained. He's mm. a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and he created the Human Longevity Project. And mm. every year they update it. So they've been doing documentaries, I don't know, maybe for five years, six years, I can't even remember now, but they've just literally released another one. So it's always being updated. He's always interviewing people in these blue zones. It's quite remarkable. Like seeing the little Japanese lady who's like 102 still climbing trees yes. and doing cool things. Yes. You know, it's so funny. My my grandfather, he's he's maybe 80s in his late 90s, close to 90s, and only recently started having um, some health issues just because an infection, like they couldn't figure it out. But up until that point, he was crabbing. He was like, you know, oh. still riding his bike. And the thing was, is because, you know, I'm living from the Cayman Islands and he was from one of the smaller islands and him and my grandma, they're like, we're going to cook our food. Like they, you know, they didn't worry with a lot of other things, but they also kept themselves active and healthy. Okay. And, and I just think that that says a lot, you know, that says a lot. And so I've just literally, I, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The community is so yes. important. Yeah. I just love talking to you. I feel like you reinvigorated me for this sort of stuff now too. So, um, yes, yes. Um, my work here is done. <laughs> work here is done. It's so funny. I was coming on this call. I was like, why am I doing what I'm doing? 
And then I'm like, yes, Raven told me what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Thank you. Um, but it's been so, I mean, I just think you're a wealth of knowledge and you, and it's from that, not just like knowledge, you, you can tell that you care, you care about the people you serve and you care about this. And um, it's not just about how we look, you know, it, it is about feeling our best, really taking care of this body so that we can do the things that we want to do, be with the people we want to be as many years as, you know, Lord allows us here. So um, where can people connect with you? I know they have that free offer, but if they wanted to like check you out your website, social media, where can they connect with you? Yeah, sure. Um, gutsyexecutivecoach.com, all one word. Uh, there are links on the top of that mm -hmm. page to Instagram. Instagram is Gutsy Executive Coach as well. Okay. And Facebook, I've got a group called WellWorks World. Mm. Uh, so when I was in England, I was running a company called WellWorks. Uh, now that I'm in the US, uh, it's just me. I'm not affiliated with anybody else mm -hmm. just you now so facebook groups is well works world okay. uh, and you can that's free and i do lives and i'm actually doing a live there today like mm -hmm. i do a live every thursday so you can come and ask questions and you know if you, if you feel like you want to start knowing more about this type of thing um because i feel like that's you know not everybody who hears this for the first time is going to be like oh yeah i'm going to jump right, right on that they want to investigate and i have i love to share resources i love to bring in experts as well people who know more than i do mm -hmm. uh, because and that's another thing if you walk into a room and you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room you need mm -hmm. to keep surrounding yourself by people who are smarter who know yes. more who lived more and that's part of my work like i have set up my life so that i make sure and i go to conferences at least every month so that i'm always not the smartest person in the room that mm. there are smarter people around so I can keep learning and then I can keep coming back and bringing it to to podcasts to my community with my lives mm. Mm. so good well I'll make sure to link all of that in there so everyone just go to the show notes and you can get access to all that well thank you so much for joining us today it was such a pleasure to talk with you thank you for doing everything mm. that you do I am so delighted to be able to serve you, mm. you and your oh thank you so much wasn't that just amazing? I enjoyed that conversation so much, so much so I might have said this. I can't even remember. I'm like, we got to do part two. Like, you're just, I want to soak up your wealth and uh, Raymond's confidence and her insight into the holistic, the functional approach to really understand what's going on with your body. And when I got introduced to this functional world, it changed my mind. It changed my mind. It changed my health and my life forever. And so make sure you get grab all her resources. Make sure you also check out the Mommy Me Time Retreat Toddler Moms. I would love to support you in that. And even if you're listening to this after, it will be the replays will be available. Check that out. And um, I'm so excited for what's coming up on the podcast. I will be featuring a lot of women, not just to focus on moms, but you know, women and moms to really help you guys prioritize that self-care, those goals, those dreams, those things that help you feel alive um, and make you well. All right. I'll see you on the next one. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Brie. Before you go, I really want to encourage you to make sure you connect with me on social so I can hear how this podcast was for you, so I can support you. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, but also please rate and review this podcast. The more women that rate and review it, the more it pops up when other women are looking for a podcast as similar, okay? And so please do that. I'm just, I'll be so grateful. And of course, um, just always here to support you. So can't wait to talk with you on social. Can't wait to read your review. And I can't wait to talk with you on the next episode.